Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, hi, Mark. Good Sunday morning. I get to be with you until noon today right here on The Score. I have a lot for you over the next three hours. About 20 minutes from right now, that would make it 9.20, we go down to the desert. We go to Arizona and we find Bruce Levine. Wherever he might be hanging out, is he in Mesa? Is he in Glendale? We'll find out exactly where Bruce Levine is, and uh, we will talk baseball with him as the intrigue continues for the Cubs and the Sox. Are they intriguing? I don't know. I mean, the Cubs are just kind of, we're all sitting there waiting for the Cubs to do something. There must have been something. And there really hasn't been a lot as it pertains to position players for the Cubs. There's nothing horrible that's sitting there for the Cubs. I mean, you don't look at their roster and say, oh boy, this is bad. This is going to be terrible. They're in rebuild mode. No, it's not like that. But it's obviously just an an incomplete team. And it's been a very dormant spring training. And time is beginning to tick. So we'll talk to, to Bruce Levine about that. I also saw the Cubs are... Trying uh, Christopher Morrell at third base, or, or using him at third base in spring training mostly at this point. So we'll get into that with Brewster and the White Sox, who you just look for any kind of sign of life right now, considering what their team is not anymore with all the changes coming into this year. So we'll get into that with Brewster in just a little bit. My buddy Mark Shanowski will stop by and give us a bull shot at 10:20 this morning and then bears with Josh Schrock at 11:20 and you are welcome to we are open yes yes Tyler Ferengold just asked me right before we came out should we should we open the lines right away or do you want to wait a little while just open them up we want to we want you to know that uh, we are open here so 312 644-6767 if you'd like to call the score. I've got the text line up and refreshed and running. That's at 312-644-6767 as well. So you can jump in, in here on anything that we are talking about. The, we're going to get into the Bears here in just a second because I'm, I'm in an argument with myself about something with the Bears. I did also, I did it last night. 
I do this. I think this happens to me every single year when it comes to the NBA All-Star Weekend. I always say to myself, you know what? I I am not going to watch this stuff. I I am going to catch up on Netflix stuff instead. I I don't need it. I'm focused enough on the Bulls. It's a nice break from the NBA. Why do I need to watch the skills competition? Why do I need to watch the three-point contest? Why do I need to watch the Matt McClung show? And then I'll be damned if I didn't watch all of it last night. So just because of that, a little bit later on, I will bring you a review through my eyes of what I saw in all of the activities last night. Three, the slam dunk, the skills competition as well. There was some pretty interesting, funny, compelling, dramatic, soap operatic type of stuff that went on throughout the whole night. I told you I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even bring myself to that. I was watching a movie on on Apple and I had to stop. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna get too far away from the NBA All Star Weekend. I couldn't I couldn't help myself. So again, and, and this happens to me just about every year where I have this protest in my head and then I end up watching the entire thing. So I feel compelled to bring you what I saw a little bit later on from the night that I watched it. So you're going to listen to me a little bit later on when it comes when it comes down to that. Here's the problem I'm having right now with the, the Chicago Bears. Here is the, the contemplation I'm having just the other night. I hosted the the season debut, the season two debut of On the Clock, which is going to be typically on Fridays, 6 p.m. until 7 o'clock, where we just do a full hour of super focus on what's going on with the Bears in the draft because they do have the number one overall pick. So was talking about the other day. You look at the Bears right now and the picks that they have. They've got the two first rounders right now in Caleb Williams and Malik, or excuse me, and well, you might now know where I'm thinking about going, in uh, one and nine. Uh, I will fill in those blanks here in a second. Man, I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. Uh, They've got the third rounder, two fourth rounders, and a fifth rounder. So, man, I mean, it's just like it comes, comes right off. That yes, I in my little penciled in Bears mock draft penciled in because things can change and I allow this to be a fluid situation. If you want to play along, you're allowed to change your board and it might change organically as well. You may have no choice in in the matter. But yes, at number one, as I said, as I let leak, I think the Bears should take Caleb Williams, the quarterback out of USC. Now here is where. This was the point I was trying to get to. So the number nine pick the other day when I did this, I said Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, LSU. Not bad if you could get that guy. Widely considered to be the the second best wide receiver in this draft. This is presuming that you can't get Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr. Neighbors would be number two. This is you know what, what it was widely thought by just about everybody uh, Roma Dunze would be third but here's the, here's where I'm stumped now because obviously you are desperate at this point in time for wide receivers the Bears just are they don't have them it's not even that it's bad it's just they don't exist right now so Bears need wide receivers that's for sure 
but I am starting to, and this was a revelation that occurred to me this morning, I am starting to think about defense now and as it pertains to the draft. And I understand that the Bears' defense is on the come. It got better as the season went on, kind of folded in the final game of the season, but that's all right. I'm not bringing it up or anything. Nope, didn't bring it up. But the, if you really want to stay at the level that you are, which is good, and advance to the next level, which could be very good or great, or dare I say elite, I mean, I'm not going there yet, you still have some things that you need to take care of on that defensive line, and specifically the defensive end. I keep talking about it, that Montez Sweat is kind of all alone right now for the Bears on as far as somebody who can actually get to the quarterback. That guy opposite right now does not exist for the Chicago Bears. It didn't it it was not there with Yannick Ngakwe last year. It was not there the way I thought it should have been with Demarcus Walker last year. I mean, he had three and, three and a half sacks coming off a season where he had seven sacks in Tennessee, which is why the Bears thought, huh, maybe that's on the rise. It was not, unfortunately. Dominique Robinson, um, not there. Rasheem Green, love watching him play special teams. But that is probably not a guy who you want to keep in, in heavy rotation. So... I am starting to think more about Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner, the Alabama defensive end, who is 6'4", 245, had 11 sacks this past season. Do I scratch out, as I am like burdening myself with by changing this thing this morning, do I cross out Malik Neighbors on my fluid chart here and put Dallas Turner back in that spot. So you have this big time attack right there at, at defensive end, or are you more prone to thinking about free agency when it comes to that? I don't know. I'm seeing a way right there. And the other day when we were doing on the clock, Mike Renner of the, one of the, the big locked on networks, who is a draft analyst for locked on, was talking about Dallas Turner at number nine and uh, how that would look for the Bears. I think they very well may have the choice of the top defensive player on the draft board. I mean, truthfully, I think it could go eight straight offensive players mm. before we even see a defensive guy come off the board. And so I think that's a prime spot to draft a guy like Dallas Turner from Alabama, who's possibly the best you know, defensive end edge rusher in this draft class. I mean, and one of the things, too, that – I have come to find out from Mike Renner as well from talking to him further is that, so remember last year, last year was very intensive when it came to the talent at defensive end. Very good. Obviously with that class led by Will Anderson, um, you had other guys like Tyree Wilson who went to the Raiders, Lucas Van Ness went to the Packers. Remember all these names we talked about? This was so uh, last year, all these guys that we're talking about. Will McDonald as well. It was a deep class, and I remember, I mean, I haven't even named all the guys in that class. You know, we, we made cases, I felt like, for, for all of those guys. And 
So that's that class. Haven't heard much this year, but but Dallas Turner, who we're talking about right now, you know, I was told that it, that the only person that would have gone ahead of him in last year's draft, defensive end wise, was Will Anderson, and that's it. So you know, better than in theory, in theory anyway, than Tyree Wilson and Lucas Van Ness and Will McDonald and all that very talented class of guys that we all zeroed in on last year. So that's kind of where I am right now. Like this morning, I mean, this this whole Bears thing is, like I said, it's a fluid situation. It's a fluid situation when it comes to just about every single part of what has been going on with the Bears in terms of what how you look at it. I've been pretty firm with the the quarterback situation, like the number one part. I mean, I started out of order today. <laughs> I started with the number nine pick today. That doesn't happen very often, but I did. I did it, and I'm comfortable with it. But, yeah, I mean, I look at my board. Caleb Williams is my number one, absolutely. Drake May is number two. I'm starting to believe in Drake May a little bit more just with people that I've talked to on the air and off of the air, um, just in terms of let's not forget about him, even though Caleb Williams is, again, my number one and most people's number one on the quarterback board. But let's you know, let's not forget that there, there were two guys that even when this draft class was coming, we started to hear whispers of it two years ago. Drake May was included in it back then. So um, you know, don't sleep on that guy. But I, I think that that's what's going to happen. I, I mean, I am on record having gone to the final press conference of the year. One of the revelations that I did have was, was that there was definitely more from the Bears in in the box of we might keep Justin Fields. There was more of that than I thought. There wasn't a lot of it, but there was more than I thought. Or they're just playing the game very well. So, yeah, I did. And I haven't moved off of that. I kind of like was like, hmm, the Bears might keep Justin Fields. <laughs> That's what I walked away saying about uh, about Fields. But I... I think it's going to go down with Caleb Williams being the guy. I also think that they could handle both those guys in the locker room, but I do think it's going to end up being Caleb. I don't think that Justin Fields is going to end up on, on the roster. 312-644-6767 is the number. Mark Grody with you until noon today. We're going to talk to Bruce Levine here in just a little bit. One thing, though, that I want you guys to, to listen to here right now, I've been wanting to hear most of this myself as well, as we're talking about Justin Fields, Luke Getze landing as the, the Raiders' offensive coordinator. Of course, Luke Getze, the XOC for the Bears, who I guess I'll say this, even though I was one of the people that supported Luke Getze, or I think that I, you know, didn't, I, I thought it was sort of overstated how much Getze affected or didn't affect what was going on with Justin Fields in the office. I thought he got too much blame. It's just sport. It is in our blood to blame the quarterback and then blame the offensive coordinator. It is definitely sport in the city. And I kind of saw the whole thing happening before. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not, it's not all on him or as much on it as people made it out to be. So he lands 
quickly. But I was a little bit surprised that he got another job as fast as he did, that somebody saw through maybe what was going on with the Bears. But let's hear from Luke Getze as he was talking about Justin Fields as he takes his new position with the Raiders. Tremendous growth for Justin. I told you, like I've said when I was there, like he's one of the, the best human beings I've ever got to work with. It's just the, the mentality that he brought every day, the consistent approach, the kind of man that he is. Just really, it was a blessing to work with him. And, you know, he was someone that just came to work every day to get better and better. And I think he'll continue to do so. Yeah, I mean, pretty generalized. And what else is Luke Getze going to say? And he's always been complimentary of Justin Fields. It didn't work out. And there's plenty of blame to go around. And at this point, I mean, that had to have been interesting. At the end of last year, when Justin Fields is doing his exit interview, and what is he saying about Luke Getze? And then Luke Getze... At some point in time, before Luke Getze was let go, he definitely had to have talked to his bosses and given his full evaluation of Justin Fields. And my guess would be that if they were both talking truthfully, they would say, yeah, they both respect each other, but for some reason it didn't work out, that there was just something missing. I think they would go with that sort of generalized, but I think that's as specific as they would get about something like that. All right, we need to take our first break of the morning. I am Mark Grody, here with you until noon today. We'll get some of your calls here in, in a little bit, 312-644-6767. But we have got to get to Bruce Levine. He is in Arizona. He doesn't have much time today. So we'll take the break now and then we'll bring in Bruce to talk about the Cubs and the White Sox coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, it's it's no secret um, that he is, you know, loved in our clubhouse and even just after one year had a really profound impact on on our group, uh, both 
no, on the field and off. So um, obviously everyone's wanting him to come back and, and wishing the best for him no matter what. Um, but, it's you know, none of us know what's going to happen. I think we've all kind of given him his, his space and respect for this process that he's earned. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that the mentality is definitely, even if there is an mentality, it, even if there is an elephant in the room, the mentality is definitely, you know, just focusing on, on what we have immediately in front of us and the guys that are, are in the locker room. And if that includes him, that would obviously be amazing. But um, there's a lot of uh, room for improvement just within what we have in the group ourselves. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, enough talk. Somebody needs to get Cody Bellinger to the cup. Somebody. I've heard a lot of credible voices like that one right there. Nico Horner on Inside the Clubhouse yesterday with Bruce Levine and David Haw. It sounds good for crying out loud. Hoyer, I'm sure, would love to have him here. Somebody just call him and invite him to the party because the lack of Cody Bellinger with the Chicago Cubs, unfortunately, has been a big story of the Cubs offseason because there just hasn't been much of a splash. I I thought if they were really going to zero in on Cody Bellinger, it wouldn't be this difficult once I realized that they were seriously going after Cody Bellinger once again. Welcome back in. I am Mark Rohde, here with you until noon today. We're open, 312-644-6767 is the number. Let's talk to the host of Inside the Clubhouse, the man that was talking to Nico Horner yesterday on the radio right here on the score. That is Bruce Levine, who we find in Arizona covering the Cubs and the White Sox. I don't know, did we get anywhere in the Cody Bellinger sweepstakes yesterday with Nico Horner, Bruce? Well, I think Mr. Ricketts is waiting for uh, fans like you to chip in. So, <laughs> what what do you think he's worth? What, what are you willing to pay? I, you know, I, I've, I've heard everybody's idea. Yeah, we have to have him back, but yeah. uh, you know, the reality of uh, what that is—a five-year deal, a six-year deal, seven-year deal. At this point, is it a three-year deal with the uh, opt-outs after both uh, the first two years? Um, will Will uh, Scott Boris continue to be the most uh, creative and uh, at the same time be able to save face from the fact that there wasn't an eight-year, $200 million contract out there for his player. Who else is Belly contemplating? Do you know? He's contemplating anybody that will make a good offer to him at this point. Uh, I, I would say that, uh, you know, Scott Boris has five players that are still out there that are considered all-star caliber, some of them better than that. You know, you have pitcher pitching-wise, you know, you have Blake Snell, you have Jordan Montgomery. Uh, one guy helped the team win a World Series, the other one is Cy Young. Mm-hmm. You have Bellinger, you, you have uh, Matt Chapman, and then uh, you have J.D. Martinez. All those guys mm-hmm. accomplished all-stars many times, all in the... Boris uh, group and uh, none of them signed on February the 18th uh, you know with position players reporting tomorrow uh, all across Major League Baseball. No one thing that I brought up yesterday I guess this is one of those things where I want to make sure it's not the case. Bellinger wants to or has no would have no issue coming back to the Cubs. I mean I like warn people maybe it's possible Bellinger doesn't want to come back to the Cubs is that possible at all? 
Well, other than your show, he's pretty happy with his Chicago experience. <laughs> I, and uh, that's what, what the, I heard. Could, no, he, what were the specifics that was the on first, the show? Mark, that was the first yeah. question I asked him uh, as he uh, exited in Milwaukee last year, the last game of the season for the Cubs uh, up there. And uh, I said, you know, what is the experience like? What's more, more for, for your significant others? He said she, she loves it in Chicago. We love mm. it here. It's Great. been a terrific experience. But, you know, at that point, and, and still to this day, he's not willing to say, yeah, I'll take a cut to come back to the Cubs. <laughs> right, I'm right, 28. Right. I'm coming off of a, a, a prove-it year. I'm the comeback player of the year in the National League. Um, I, I helped drive this team. I played gold glove center field, gold glove first base. Uh, I missed a month, and I still had huge numbers. I, I led the I led all of baseball in RBI from July first on was 68. Mm-hmm. So w- with all those things there, the the one thing that's missing in this element between he said she said and we want you I want to be back is the fact that nobody said anything negative. It's all about yeah. the money. It's all about yeah. the years. Yeah. So yep. I mean uh, I did hear at some point you know. The, Cubs metrics had him with a softer contact than they mm-hmm. thought was great. But that is a, a product mark of him learning how to adjust and hitting the ball to left field with two strikes, choking up, uh, taking a single to left field rather than striking out or, or grounding out. Uh, you know, it, it showed he was a terrific ball player last year. So everybody wants him back. I believe he wants to be back, but... It's the baseball business getting in the way. Yeah, I think the thing, I just needed to hear that. I thought that that was the case. It felt like that to me just following the Cubs last year. But that now now I know. Um, and please feel free to have him, whatever he wants me to do differently on the radio too, like have him send me the evaluation. And You I said will... you have too much fun with the, the audience. <laughs> Only when you're on, Bruce. That's why I keep yeah. having you on the radio to make this show fun. That's the idea. Um, what else did? Uh, what else is on Nico Horner's mind? Uh, on the had him on the radio yesterday. Anything he's adding to his well, repertoire? Because yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's going to try to hit more home runs and at the same time not lose the great batting stroke that he has. And that's a, a complication for any hitter who has done as well as he has him. I mean, he had a terrific year last year, moved from shortstop where he should have won a gold glove in 2022 and won a gold glove at, at second base in 2023. Had huge hits, hit at the top of the order, stole 30 bases, is is nice to young children and animals. I mean, the guy is just, you know, he did everything he, he wanted to do. Now, He'd like to be able to to turn on a little bit more power. He's a strong kid. I mean, worked you know he's worked hard in the weight room and off seasons, but he doesn't. The fine line mark is you don't want to change your swing to accommodate more power. You don't want to give up your contact uh, right. mode. So hard contact is the key. Lifting the ball and getting it out of the ballpark. Maybe 15 to 20 times a year, that would that would be a nice addition for Nico Horner. Yeah, and his awareness about 
himself <laughs> is just great. So no matter what happens, if that, if trying to hit more homers affects him, I know that he would readjust. So I feel comfortable with that. Love to hear it. Bruce, one more thing on the Cubs before I ask you a couple things about the, the White Sox. Um, I saw you tweeting yesterday on how the Cubs right now are using Christopher Morell. You and I were just talking about this the other day. Right. He's going to start the spring playing third base uh, all the time. Uh, yesterday, you know, Craig Council told me, you know, some other media people that uh, this is the goal. He's got to get him in the lineup. He thinks, just like the Cubs organization thinks that at 26, that he's too young to be a full-time DH. He's too athletic. Give him a, a try at third base. That's where he played during winter ball this year. Uh, Cubs coaches were down there with him uh, uh, in, in pregame uh, duties, hitting him ground balls at all positions, but a lot at first base, a lot at third base. So uh, they want him to be a position player. They want him to be an everyday player, not a DH. Uh, this will be his opportunity to show, uh, you know, Craig Council that he can handle that position. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good call. Uh, you you want to... You want to keep the DH clear for other people, other yeah. types of uh, players. And, uh, again, athletically, you know, the guy's a good baseball athlete. He, he hasn't accomplished much with a glove. Everywhere he's gone, the ball's hit it and not stayed in the web. Uh, I, I dislike when organizations say he can play everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, uh, any you can too, Mark. You could play any position, but <laughs> I know, I know. You're, you're not necessarily going to be good at it. Okay, so so uh, that, that's the thing in modern baseball that bothers me when they say, "Well, he'll move all over the place." Yeah, yeah, but bottom line is, is he any good at those positions? Uh huh. There's not a, there's not a lot of Ben Zobris or Craig Council right. who can move position to position and play average to above average defense while adding your bat in the lineup. So Morrell has to be in there. He had 37 combined home runs last year, 26 in the majors, 11 in one month at Iowa last year before he was called up. So with that that in mind, they they need that power bat, and he's he's still developing. He's still learning how to hit. Uh, I think the sky is the limit for the kid. God, it it is, man, because that bat, there is definitely – something different in the sound off of his bat and just some of the stuff that he can do at the plate. And if you could somehow just rein in a little bit of that and find something where he doesn't have to be a gold glover, but just representative and such a great point by you. You're right. Like I think maybe it was Joe Madden who spoiled us all by making us feel like everybody could just be Ben Zobrist and that you, you know, you just press all these magical buttons like Joe Madden did for a couple of years with the Cubs made it look easy and just made it look like, yeah, any team can have that guy. And you know, that's what, you know, at, at best, that's what Morell is. And I think we thought that was going to be the case, but we did, we are all guilty of projecting that on Christopher Morell instead of letting it happen yeah. organi- organically. Now, I mean, there there is a lot of uh, progress still has to be made, both in 2022 and 23, Mark. Uh, <clears throat> he slumped uh, toward the end of the year, okay? Uh, struck out too much, not a lot of hard contact, uh, sometimes not playing. Uh, so I, I think those experiences will help him. 
again, you're if you're if you're living with 600 at bats for morale, you should anticipate 35 home runs. You should anticipate 90 to 100 RBI, and you should probably anticipate 180 strikeouts. Okay, yeah. those are the things that you probably yeah. are looking at. Uh-huh. And uh, personally, I can live with 180 strikeouts if you have that much production. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot of pop, and at this point, the, the Sox are, or the Cubs are in a position to accept that. Speaking of the White Sox, because they were on my brain, and that's why I slipped that name right in there. A guy that's on my mind, I meant to ask you about Tim the other day, and I know you mentioned the name Mike Soroka at one point in time in our conversation, but... You know, for people who don't know, this is a former big-time prospect of the Atlanta Braves. He's 26 years old. He was a 28th or 29th overall pick to the Braves. He was a he was an opening day starter in 2020, and has really since been tortured by by injuries. What can you tell us about his development so far this spring training, and what you think? What do you project for him potentially, Bruce? Well, first of all, number one pick way back. Um, he's he's not old, but he's been around a while. He was a runner-up for Rookie of the Year in 2019, won 13 ball games with an ERA under three. So they were projecting him as the number one pitcher with the Atlanta Braves. And then injury has uh, had him uh, missing a lot of the last few years. Uh, he was be able to be purchased in a trade with Atlanta because – Atlanta has an awful lot there, and uh, Soroka is just, uh, you know, excess for them at this point in time. It could be a, a real fine for the Chicago White Sox if he can stay healthy. That That's the big if. And if he can, uh, you know, this might be, you know, a, a 12 to 15 game winner for the Chicago White Sox, a guy that can hopefully start giving you a lot of innings. He still has to build up his innings and uh, his... Uh, proof that he can be out there 30 times every year but nonetheless he's done it before and uh, the White Sox are hoping that he can do it again. Hey Bruce is this going to be one of those seasons for the White Sox this year where we're going to see a lot of that kind of stuff where the White Sox are going to try stuff you know whether Soroka's around you know on this roster soon I don't know but do do you think because of the nature of the roster that they will try stuff? Yeah, I don't see why not. In other words, an experimental season. Yeah, for... yeah. Bringing guys up and getting names that people may may not even you know, heard from you, the Sox you hate system. To tell, you hate to tell fans of, of the White Sox that you're going to see um, experiments and that you're hoping to build guys up to be better major league players at the major league level. But I'm, I'm afraid a lot, of, uh, a lot of the players that you're going to see are about player development at the major league level for the White Sox and proving themselves once again, uh, some of the younger veterans that have been brought in, you know, uh, guys like the young and Lopez and, and people like that, uh, Stassi, the catcher behind uh, yeah. Maldonado. You know, these are the guys that have had uh, good good careers and then some downtimes in different places as well. So they're coming in to, to function the idea that uh, – the White Sox can play solid games, good defense, good clubhouse guys, be role models as well as contributors to the 2024 team. But yeah, yeah, you have to say it's a team in development. People mm-hmm. hesitate now uh, talking about rebuilds because you know the White Sox two years ago were you know in the playoffs, 
and they were considered in a window of contending with a with a pretty you know flush team and you know within a year that all fell apart you're looking at a, a rebuild again of the uh, Chicago White Sox so I know fans don't like it they don't have the stomach for it uh, it's not fair but I do think you're going to see a better brand of baseball played on the south side you're going to see people more involved in the game that's on the field. You're going to see better defense. Uh, you're going to see, you know, Pedro Gafal being able to manage teams and do some things, hopefully, to try to win games. Are they going to win 85 or 90 games? I don't think so, okay? I, I, I don't think they have enough to do anything like that. Can they, can they win 70 to 75 games and improve by 10, 12 games from last year and, you know, be looked at as, a team that's building with some young pitchers and players uh, down the road. I, I think that's the goal. You know, I I think you might be underestimating Sox fans. I don't. I think that they would accept a, a a rebuild. I think the only exception the Sox fans are taking right now, or were taking, and it's leveled off a bit, is not really going outside the organization for GM and status quo for the manager. You know, I, I think like in this era, I, nobody wanted to see that core go under and the Sox kept it and kept rolling it out there. So I think Brewster, maybe you, maybe you felt differently from hosting the baseball show and covering baseball, but I feel like Sox fans have kind of accepted that this is not the core that's going to get them to the next level. Uh, core meaning the front office or the no, the team? core of players, the core of players oh. that obviously has started to break yeah. up already. Well, I, you know, I think your premise is probably right. You know that since Chris Getz was the uh, head of player development, that uh, Jerry stayed in the organization. But if you look at his additions and the people that he brought in, and yeah, he's brought in a couple people from his Kansas City days. But you know, he's brought in uh, Brian Bannister from outside the organization as director of pitching. He's brought in. Uh, Josh Barfield as the assistant general manager um, from Arizona, where he was a player development guy. Player development guy in Arizona. Think about where Arizona was and all the young players that contributed to the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks. He has gone out and found really good people out there. So um, I think give him time and you'll find out that Chris Getz is different. Chris Getz is smart and that he can build a very good team here. I, I, I've known Chris for a long time since he was a player with the White Sox. Um, I, I think that uh, given the opportunity here, he will do a good job. I do love a good spring training veteran, and Mike Moustakis is that for the White Sox. What are you thinking for uh, Moustakis? How would he fit in? Well, I mean, you know, he can... Look, uh, I don't think White, White Sox fans are going to get excited about an older player uh, like Moustakas, whose better days are behind him. But it's it's the type of player that they want to bring in with the character and the, the, the guys that can help the, uh, the clubhouse as much as they can on the field. I know those are coaches and managers usually, and that's their job. But in this case, the, the clubhouse for the White Sox uh, needed so much work, and, and having veterans around that have done it, that have gone to the World Series, that have been accomplished all-stars. It's always a good idea. Bottom line is he still has to be able to play, okay? He's got to prove that he can go out there and be a contributor 
or, or else he doesn't stay around. I, I like the idea because the player has great makeup. He's got a great reputation. Uh, you, you still want players out there that can contribute on the field as well. Bruce, you're the best as always. I want you to have a fabulous day. Will you go do that, please? I will because I'm lucky enough to be here in Arizona where the sun is out mm. and baseball is being started and played, and I'm just a lucky guy. Mark, yeah. have a great day. Thanks, Bruce. There goes Bruce Levine from 670thescore.com. You can find him on Twitter, at MLB Bruce Levine. He's the absolute best. Just Yeah, you got to be listening with Bruce. He goes serious and then... He'll zing you, and if you're not listening, you're just gonna get you're gonna get hit, and you're not gonna know what hit you. That's that's Bruce. This is a hilarious text message from the 847. Bunch of text messages. Of course, my eyes land on this one. Um, 12 to 15. Bruce, you and Grody are disgusting. I don't know what was the 12 to 15 reference. This guy thinks that we're I, I, Bruce and I are being called White Sox apologists. Maybe I need to review the audio during the break because I was not sensing that out of me necessarily. When we come back, calls and texts, 312-644-6767. I watched all the All-Star stuff last night. I will have a review of that forthcoming. Talk some bulls with Mark Shanowski coming up at 1020. I am Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Uh-oh, just in. I am being told that we have a Cubs-White Sox trade proposal to get to. Stand by. Stand by for that. 
We also have a very hot Sunday morning texter. Hot in the angry way. The angry way. Just so mad about the White Sox, our, our White Sox content. Please stop calling this team the Diamondbacks. Grody, stop pandering. Uh, the bleep hole wants $1.2 billion. Bruce, you're apologizing for Reinsdorf. They will win 60 games. Cut the bleep. <laughs> 847, take it easy, man. Relax. Yo, you're going to get us all in trouble. Take it easy. Man, just hot. Just uh, uh, a a bevy just came splattering all over the text line. It was bloody. Regarding the Sox content, Bruce and I just having a relaxed conversation about the White Sox, and we're getting bludgeoned by this guy. Happy Sunday morning. I'm Mark Grody. 312-644-6767 is the number. Without further ado, let's go to Olin and Willowbrook. Owen, I you piqued my interest, man. You got right to the front of the line. You said you got a Cub Sox trade for us. Yeah, I do, Mark. Uh, before I get to that, real quick, I, actually, I like what a little bit of what Getz is doing. I was not a believer in the Sox style of play the last five years. Oh, I, I didn't like it. You're going to be taking uh, like uh, the wrath of the eight, the wrath of the eight four seven is coming your way, pal. But no, go ahead. You no, you're you saying, know what? You, but yeah. I actually I'm looking forward to seeing the Sox at least catch the ball. I'm not saying they're going to win eighty games, but at least if they catch the ball and they and they can you know play a different style of game. I don't believe in Grafal leading them, but at least they got veterans that might know how to play the game. That'll be refreshing to see guys that throw to the right base, play some outfield <laughs> defense, field the ball. You know, yeah. so that that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm not expecting. Okay. This. But okay. the other thing is the other thing that I think has been a problem for the Sox is is Sheets. I think if Sheets bats five or six hundred times, he's a thirty-five, you know, HR guy with a hundred RBIs, and he's never had the opportunity. So I think what you do to fi- to fix that logjam, if the if the Cubs don't sign Bellinger, and I think that's a big if, if they don't sign him. They they need a they need a first baseman, so mm. either trade Vaughn or Sheets to the Cubs, wow. and that solves the Sheets problem. Wow! You know because because either one of those guys would tear up Wrigley Field, I think. So this would be and incumbent I upon the that, White Sox getting Bellinger, though. No, no, it's I just said if Bellinger doesn't sign with the Cubs. Who knows? Oh, where oh I see. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it. you. You spoke very clearly. Yeah, so and if I, that falls yes. through, if that falls through. This could be a plan B, and I think it's a win-win for both teams. And I don't know who the Sox would ask for. Hey, you could ask for Morrell. The mm. Sox are always looking for middle infielders. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. So you look at something like that, and it fits a need maybe of both teams. And I, Because I'd love to see Sheets get five or 600 at-bats. Because the guy, the guy, he can drive the ball. He might strike out a lot, but he can drive the ball, and I never think he's, he's never really been given a full chance with this team. Yeah, well, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate that. I always love thinking like that and the hustle. I don't know. Like, sometimes you look at a guy who has limited usage and he thrives in the areas that he has put in, that that should be not a warning, but a pretty good sign that he is putting being put in the best possible positions to succeed and that if there was going to be any better, he would probably play. And I understand that that takes some trust. I always think back to the Cubs and Joe Madden and Albert Elmora and how people were just just so angry that Albert Elmora, like that he would not be playing every single day. And 
and Joe would only put him in against lefties sometimes, and it was just this whole like village of and I love I love Albert Elmore, one of my favorite dudes on that team, pretty good defensive player, all of that kind of stuff. But he just wasn't an everyday player, and guess who knew it? That was that was definitely Joe Madden. So long way of saying, I know it's like the the Cubs and the Sox links, but Gavin Sheets probably is in a role that he has been in for a reason. That said, the you know right field is wide open for the White Sox right now. There are there's a job to be had in right field for the White Sox. Um, but you know the you know, Luis Robert all good out there in center field and Andrew Benintendi. But the but yeah right field wide open for the Sox. And then to the to the caller's point as well. <laughs> A better brand of baseball. Yeah, that's what the White Sox like have to be this year because they 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 do not have a ton of super dynamic talent on the team. If they're not defensively sound and hustle and all of that and good locker room and all of that kind of stuff, like if that if that's not there at the minimum, then you have a real problem because unfortunately that's probably going to be what it is. I feel like thinking about the White Sox, that a guy that Sox fans are going to like, and he's going. I think I think I am projecting success for Paul DeYoung this year of the White Sox. It just seems like a guy who's because he is that type of hustle ball player you know who is talented but obviously was left to be with the White Sox so I but I do think that he's going to be one of those guys like I was like circle new guys on teams that you know I can just kind of project them as playing well and being well liked as well so you got Paul DeYoung and Nicky Lopez I think that that'll make for a pretty good double play combo right there and Yoan Moncada Yo, this is going to be you now. He's starting to become, you know, one of the, you know, the as the core of what was supposed to be of the core of this team starts to dwindle. You know, his his position on this team now and going forward becomes pretty intriguing as well. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's go to Jerry in Beach. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, Jerry, I'm talking to you, man. Well, okay, here's the problem. My name is not Jerry, it's Jim, okay? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, but uh, anyway. Uh, Sorry, Jim. Talk to you I love your shows, brother. Thank you. You're, Thank you're you. real, real good. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to give you a quick call uh, on a couple of points. Uh, Bears and White Sox. Uh, with the White Sox, uh, uh, <laughs> we saw what, how they played last year. For them to play sharp, uh, clean baseball, defensive baseball, knowing how to you know, hit the cutoff man, enthusiastic baseball, I'll believe that when I see it. I don't think it's going to happen. And with the Bears, uh, <laughs> with the Bears uh, developing a top three quarterback, uh, picking first in the draft with, uh, in all likelihood, Caleb Williams, uh, my thought there is if he's got any uh, uh, weaknesses, the Bears are going to exploit those weaknesses to the max. 
I'll believe that when I see it, too. <laughs> Am I a little skeptical? Yeah, uh, a little yeah, bit. I would say so. I think it's my fault for calling you Jerry to start the call. I think it is. Absolutely. Um, good call, though, man. I appreciate you waiting, and sorry about that. I, I thought he was going to come at me there first. It was quite the antithesis. I mean, he was very nice. But when he said, here's the problem. My name's Jim, not Jerry. Oh, whoa. But then we got there. But and to the yeah, I, I'm just gonna accept the, that Bears thing you said. Yes, the you should be skeptical because the Bear, the Bears organization has earned skepticism when it comes to the quarterback position and churning them out. So I, I'm not gonna sit here and try to tell you, oh yeah, you're wrong. This is a different regime, and don't worry about what's happened in the past. When it comes to the Bears quarterback, you can link things to the past. Okay, it's not the past is not always for cowards and losers. So I will accept that. Jim, and I'm not just saying that because I called you Jerry. As for the White Sox, you said you'll you'll believe it when you see it that they're going to play harder. They've got no choice. That's all they have. That's all they have. I don't know who's pitching for this team this year other than Dylan Cease if he doesn't get traded and Michael Kopech, the same old like Mike like well, okay, where are we now? Where are we now with Michael Kopech? What's the thing? Is he hurt? Is he struck? Is his ERA near five? Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, he's feeling a little. Pe- it's always something. Like I always have to like go back and look through my notes and see exactly where we are with Michael Kopech. But he's there. <laughs> he's there. Um, then after that, who is Tuki Toussaint? Tuki. I liked watching Tuki pitch last year, but you, you, that's probably one of your starters. Can Garrett Crochet? break into the starting rotation. I'd love to see it. I love Garrett Crochet. I do. And then, you know, we talked about it with Bruce, but Mike Soroka. That, I mean, I feel like these types of seasons are made for guys like that. Like I mentioned, Paul DeYoung, who, I th- I, like I said, I think Sox fans are going to dig. And then somebody like Mike Soroka, at least take roll the dice on a guy, a 26-year-old, former first-round pick, former opening day starter, super talented prospect, all of that, who has been dogged by injuries. The Sox have an opportunity right there to maybe be the team that resurrects him. So it's stuff like that that you look for from the White Sox. I don't discount the possibility of a surprise party from the Sox where they come out hot or they're competing. Sometimes you can't predict those things. But, I mean, looking at it realistically and pound for pound, you try to figure out exactly what this season is all about. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk to Mark Schanowski about the Chicago Bulls. I'll talk about the All-Star festivities in the NBA last Last night, we'll keep the Bears talk hot coming up next as well. It's Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t